Welcome back to another episode of Bless the She That Believe. This is season two, episode 16. Believe, even in the darkness. Before we start, we're going to go to the Lord with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for each and every ear that is listening right now. I thank you for every heart that has been broken, Father God. You bind up the brokenhearted. Father God, you heal those who have contrite spirit, Father. I thank you so much for your love that you're pouring out right now, Father God. During this season, the holiday season, where so many people are searching for love, searching for for answers, searching for things they don't understand. I thank you so much, Father God, for the light that you shine through Jesus, who is the light, Father God. He is the light of the world. So, Father, I thank you right now for his light shining into the darkness, Father God, of every heart and mind that is seeking for something more. Lord, I thank you so much for your love. You love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him shall have everlasting life. Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And you sent your son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And I thank you for the precious gift, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So it's Thanksgiving evening on the East Coast, and it is about eight, almost 8.30. It's 8.26 on the East Coast, Thanksgiving night. And I had to do this because... I'm going to try not to cry this episode, but I feel like tears are inevitable at this point in time. <sighs> you know, sometimes I get on here and I sound like a fierce warrior. And then sometimes I get on here, I sound like a school teacher. But tonight I'm on here and I am in a very vulnerable state. I am not broken but I'm not, I don't even have a word for it. Um, so I'll tell y'all what's been going on. Okay. At this time last year, I probably had just made it home. I, um, I had gone, you know, it's Thanksgiving day. I had a student who wanted me to meet his grandmother and asked me to make some macaroni and cheese. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, you don't just be taking macaroni and cheese to everybody's house, you know, during Thanksgiving. Like, they'll look at you and laugh. Um, but I had macaroni and cheese. I made a lot of macaroni and cheese last year. It was my first year making macaroni and cheese for Thanksgiving. Um, I had a lot. I, I, it, the pan was so full. I was like, oh, my gosh. I made so much. I was sick of looking at it. <laughs> it was good. It's just, I made, uh, it was just a lot. Um, well, before I even jumped to Thanksgiving Day, earlier in the week, because, you know, we have the whole week off in this school system that I work in. So, um, earlier that week, probably Monday, I, would th- I think my mom was in Walmart and she ran into someone that we know that um 
we've known being traveling in the same church circles, you know, like our church visit this church and she would be there. Um, and she ran into her very sweet lady and she, um, my mom told her that I was making, you know, helping her cook, doing most of the food and stuff last year. So she said that and, um, she asked me, could I bring some macaroni and cheese over to her house? And I was like, of course, anything for her. Love her, you know? And she has two sons. Um, the youngest son was at this, the high school I worked at when I was a secretary. And I hadn't seen him since he was a freshman. So he was in his senior year at that time um, in college. And I said, oh, I'm gonna take him a little container, even though he's like 18 feet tall, I'm gonna take him a little container of macaroni and cheese too, so he could have his own, leave his mamas alone, you know? So I stopped by my student's house, well, his grandma's house, and they had already left to go visit other family friends. I got out of the house late. So I went ahead and went to her house because it was in the area. And um, I, I took the macaroni and cheese and she just welcomed me with open arms and she called the son up, the younger son up. And, um, was like, you know, so we stood there and talked and talked and talked. And, um, then there was a little, a, a soft rapping on the door. Um, cause her kitchen leads right into the carport. You know, you walk through the kitchen and get to the rest of the house, um, from the carport. So I was closest to the door. So I opened the door and in walks her oldest son's son, her grandson. And he's like three at a time. And he's so handsome. Um, so he just walked right up and gave me a hug. I'm like, oh, my, my goodness, you know. And as I was standing up, he was walking up the stairs to come in the kitchen and we locked eyes. And it was really weird. You know, I never believed in love at first sight. I'm a very cynical person when it comes to like stuff like that. Like, oh, love at first sight, whatever. You know, that's just what, that's in the movies. <laughs> like, that doesn't really happen. No, it actually happened. And I was in denial. I brushed it off. I was in denial about it for a while. Um, because like I said, I was very cynical. Uh, I would say I'm a hopeless romantic. I don't like saying hopeless romantic. I'm very hopeful in romantics. And um, it's just that it's like, let's be realistic. Um, how you just fall in love with somebody when you see them? Well, if you ever saw the movie Hotel Transylvania, the little cartoon movie, um, the first one, the daughter and the guy that she fell in love with, they called it zinging. They zinged. Like sparks flew between them and stuff. And that's kind of what happened with me and the older son. Not kind of. That is what happened with me and the older son. Because I could, it's like I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't even describe it to you. It just happened. Because my immediate reaction was, oh no, it's too soon. Like, it's too soon for all of that. Like, he, um, I'm not, I don't want to put all his business out like that, but he just got our relationship. Um, and it was still fresh. Like, I mean, like 
two weeks prior to me. It was still fresh, you know? Um, and I knew this because the mom had been, um, when I would see her, I saw her like a year before or whatever, and she was kind of just disclosing a little bit of stuff to me and because she was upset, you know, that's her son, you know, with what was going on in the relationship. So, um, yeah. So we stood in the kitchen, we talked, like him and his brother talked, and me and her were talking, and his son is on the floor in the kitchen with all his toys. I don't know how he got all his toys in the kitchen that fast, but they were all there, um, and we were just supposed to stand and watch him because he, he let us know several times that we needed to watch him. So, um, you know, just chilling, vibing, like it was just, you know, good, warm and fuzzies, and he, the older son... I could tell he found me attractive because he posted up and across from me. And when I, while I was talking to his mom, he would say some stuff. And I kind of like looked over there at him. I was like, okay, sonny boy. Cause he's younger than I am. Um, and <laughs> I was like, okay, um, let the adults talk. I literally said that y'all. I was like, let the adults talk. Um, before you jump in and I promise if you're listening for the first time you're like why is she talking about all of that I promise it has a point just just bear with me um so yeah that was that was Thanksgiving day and I was like all right well I have to leave because I had to go to my parents house and eat you know and get back home before my dog flips out wondering where I am so he followed me out the door and I'm like, okay, bye. Uh, you need to go back with your mom, you know? Like, I was out, y'all. I was dissing him so hard because I did not want... First of all, my mind wasn't even there. Because a week before, I had just said to myself within my heart, you know, if this is all I have, if this is, if this is my life, like, where I don't meet anybody, if that's just what God has called me to... That I'm content with this. I said that a week before, you know. So I just wasn't in that mindset. It was just kind of like, ah, oh, okay, that's cute, but leave me alone now. So um, unbeknown to me, unbeknownst to me, excuse me, at the time, he went back in the house and his mom, <laughs> she, she told me later, he went in the house and he started asking her about me. Is she single? Like, she's amazing. She's she's wonderful. Like, is she single? You know, asking her all of this stuff about me. She said, that's my friend. Like, no, that's my friend. So, I went to my parents' house, ate, whatever. Well, the next day, I go to my kitchen. I'm like, this is too much food. Like, I, I have a thing. It's like... I can't have a whole bunch of food. It's crazy, but that makes me nervous. It's like, it's too much food. I feel like it's going to go bad. I'm going to have to throw food away. I hate throwing food away. I was like, oh, you know what? Let me run this back to her house because she got her big old giant sons, her grandson, and then their friend is there. So let me run this back over there where all those huge people can eat this and it won't affect them like it would affect me. Well, I took it back over there. It was around five o'clock, right? Maybe six. All I know is we were we were sitting in the living room talking. It was me, her, and the oldest son. We were talking, 
talk and then it was about 10 o'clock she fell asleep like mid-sentence she was knocked out i'm like oh okay so i said well i'm just gonna go ahead and leave and he was like well i'm gonna walk you to the truck i was like no no you don't have to do that because my spidey senses were tingling i was like i feel like this is not no 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 i could walk myself he was not having that he walked me to my truck well we never really got to my truck because we stood out in her yard talking until three o'clock in the morning i'm not making that up we talked and talked to three four o'clock in the morning just talking we talked about everything we talked about every <laughs> y'all we talked about everything um <laughs> just i mean it was beautiful it was beautiful it really was um he one of the things he said to me is you're a hidden treasure why has nobody found you yet and i i just remember standing there like <laughs> he kept asking me he said why are you running from me i'm like what is happening here like dude you just got out of a serious relationship like two weeks ago like would you get away from me like just leave me alone i don't want it i don't want this like this is no i don't want it you know like that's what i'm saying to myself in my head like trying to rationalize and reason with everything like this doesn't make any sense this is too soon for him you know like i i but he was on me like why don't rice like not physically but like just after me and i mean he the conversation it was like no conversation i had ever had before with a guy um we talked about the lord first of all that's different <laughs> we talked about jesus we talked about he he told me every plan that he had for his life like in detail and i'm like i have never talked to a dude who had plans like first of all i talked to a lot of dudes in my early my um late 20s so nobody had a plan at that time <laughs> yeah so he's the first like man i've talked to who had plans and for him to be <clears throat> excuse me him to be younger than me like he's younger than me i'm not doing age differences because people from home will probably be listening <laughs> like who is this <laughs> so this is um he he said um he asked me that and i thought that was funny because while he was talking i remembered my my i i have an anchor scripture i started this like last year <clears throat> i have an anchor scripture for the year and when i tell you be careful which scriptures you pick because <laughs> them things we working and it's like whoa because on um, last year my anchor scripture was um psalm 91 1 he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty so for him to say i was hidden i was just like <laughs> that was the first thing to find my mind was my anchor scripture um i'm like oh my gosh this is weird this is awkward and then he literally started speaking things over me that were confirmation it was confirmation from stuff that i had um prayed years prior to meeting him and i'm gonna tell you i say that was our first time meeting 
we have been, like I told you, his mom, my family, our church family, everything, we always ran into each other at church events and stuff like that. Um, but I never saw him. I never saw him. Maybe it's because of our age difference. Um, when I was in high school, he was in an after school program that I was um, tutoring at. <laughs> so um, it, it's, I found pictures. I have evidence of that. I have pictures. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, like that is so awkward. You know, um, it's crazy how you could live your life, live your whole life. And then you run into someone and that person has literally been woven into your life and you never saw them. Like when I worked at the high school, fresh out of college back in 2009, I started as a um, long-term sub, then got hired in 2010 as a, um, Parapro in the same classroom, my long-term sub in, he was a student there. Never saw him. Never saw him. Ever. One, because the classroom I was in, we were like located in the, like way out in the back of the school. So in order for me to interact with students, I would have to be going to the mailbox or something, which I rarely did. I didn't really go to the mailbox or anything like that. But he was a student at the school. Never saw him. Um... It's just, it was crazy. Uh, he and I were friends on Facebook. Don't know how long, but we were friends on Facebook because I went back. He had sent me a message because at that time he was selling cars. He was a car um, dealer, um, a car salesman, excuse me. And he asked me if anybody I knew needed to buy a car that was located in the area he was in. And I was like, no. <laughs> and it was funny because I had just bought my car. Um, my SUV that I have now. I had just bought this. This was back in 2020 when he had messaged me. So that was funny. Um, it's just a lot of things like almost like we were moving shadows. We always missed each other. But it wasn't until last year where we actually saw each other face to face. And so... Um, that night, the night after Thanksgiving, on um, that Friday night, he, like I said, he asked me why had nobody found me. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just, I didn't know how to respond to these questions because it was like, he is asking me stuff like he already knew me and knew who I was. And it was really weird to me. And I was really creeped out because I'm like, how does he know which questions to ask me? Like, I just let him do all the talking, but he was trying like really to, it's not almost like he was digging for something. And I didn't know how to react to that because I never had a man do that. Um, which I'm 37. I'll be 38 Lord willing in January. Um, so he is a man. Like when I say man, I mean, he's grown. Uh, the guys that I have interacted with, it was at a different time period of my life. We were younger. You know, I was in my early 30s. Um, nobody was mature. You know what I'm saying? So it's like different time period. So for him to be the age that he is, and he's very mature for him. Like, oh my gosh. Probably because of all of the stuff that he's going through. Um, he's very mature for his age. So that was like, this is different. Like, I don't even know guys my age 
and older who are that mature, which is sad to say, but hey, it is what it is. Um, so he, like I said, he asked me that he, um, he asked me a couple of things. I can't remember everything now, but he basically was like, so where's your poetry? And I said, my what? And he said, where's your poetry? How do you know that I write poetry? He said, I know you write poetry. Go ahead and give me something. Let me hear it. (laughs) Y'all, up until that moment, I hadn't written poetry in years. I can't even tell you the last time that I wrote poetry. Um, It had been years. I do write poetry. Um, But ever since I met him, it's been coming to my head. Like the words just come to my head and I have to write them down. Um, he, he told me this year would be my year and I needed to elevate. And if I didn't elevate, he was going to be upset with me. And I'm like, I don't even know you for you to be telling me that he was like, um, in another conversation we had shortly after that, he said, you need to have your own publishing company. He said, you need to be publishing books. (laughs) Um, he didn't know that last summer I y'all I think I had already said this um in a in the previous season when I explained how this whole podcast got started this podcast is because the Lord used him to speak to me that's that's how this podcast got started I would have never (laughs) y'all all of it came together to work for my good I'll say that um, he didn't know that last summer the Lord had given me a logo design and the title of a publishing company and already had me setting stuff up to publish, which by the way, those things that got published were published this year. He, there's no way he would have known that he couldn't have known that he couldn't have known that somebody had already said that I would be starting a publishing company earlier last year. There's no way he would have known that he could not have known any of that. So for him to say that just out of the blue in a conversation, it was like, who are you? (laughs) I was like, who sent you? You know, like it was really, it was really crazy. Um, He's extremely smart, extremely smart um, with logistics and things of that nature. So why am I telling you all of this? Well, to be completely honest, um, the Lord had been telling me stuff about him. I had dreams and I'm a dreamer. That's a gift of mine. I'm a dreamer. And I started having dreams about him before he showed up. I started having dreams about him a month before he showed up. Um, And the dreams picked up the closer it got to me meeting him. And um, so you already know I'm going with this, right? Well, even with everything the Lord showed me, even with everything that the Holy Spirit was, was speaking to me, speaking to my heart about him, I'm in a situation now where it's like there is no way any of that stuff is happening. And 
I'm not speaking against what the Lord has told me. I'm just telling you what it is. The situation, the present circumstances do not look like any of that stuff that the Lord has spoken is going to happen. That's, and I know there are some of you who may be in situations where you're looking like none of that stuff the Lord has, why would the Lord lie to me? Why would the Lord set me up for an epic fail? Why is the Lord praying on my downfall? <laughs> why is the Lord setting me up like this? Why would he do that? It's so much here and I'm I want to get it all said in one podcast. So fast forward, he and I have deep feelings for each other. I told him I love him. Um I know that's crazy, right? Because girls don't do that first. I'm I'm not the typical girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not. Like, I'ma say it. Like, cause life is short. I lost a close friend of mine in 2020. Just in her sleep she's gone you know what i'm saying like life is short life is short i i want everyone who i have feelings for who i who i care about who i love i want them all to know how much i care about them how much i appreciate them i try my best to tell them that every time i see them or if not every time they know that i care about them they know that i love them because life is short We literally need to go to bed at night, not in fear that we may die in our sleep, but knowing that at any moment, the Lord could call us home. That's if you know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, then you probably will be scared. And that's why you need to know Jesus. So you don't don't have to worry about that. But if the Lord called me home tonight, hopefully he wouldn't. But I don't know what his plan is. I would want everybody I know in my life that's connected to me to know how much I care about them. And so that's why I told them. It's like the times that we had, which were very few, the times that we had where we were by ourselves, like just, you know, whatever we were hanging out or whatever we were doing. It was like, it was so peaceful. Sometimes we just sit there and not talk. You know, like when you can just find somebody that you could be around and you're content with them and you don't have to talk. It's like the silence speaks for itself. Like y'all, y'all aren't angry with one another or anything. You could just sit there and just enjoy being in each other's presence. It was like that. Just peaceful. Like it was easy, like breathing. It, we didn't have to, there was no forcing anything. There was nothing, like, it was just easy, you know? And so I was at the track, walking walking one of the tracks towards the end of August. And I don't know, the Holy Spirit just fell on me because I just started praying out loud and it was actually answering a prayer that I asked earlier. I was like, why can't speak in tongues? Because I don't, I don't speak in tongues. And I mean... Everybody can't speak in tongues. That's just, some people are gifted with that. I mean, there's several, you got gifts of the spirit. There's a bunch of different gifts in the spirit of the Holy Spirit. So I don't speak in tongues, but the Holy Spirit told me that day. He said, while I was speaking, while I was praying out loud, he said, you speak, you pray out loud to edify yourself. Because if you spoke in tongues, you wouldn't know what you were saying. So this actually builds your faith when you pray out loud and you hear yourself praying. And I was like, oh, okay. So 
Holy Spirit just started speaking to me about him and I was praying it out loud and it was some stuff that the Holy Spirit was telling me like look I have to work on him like he he's not he's not being obedient to what I called for him because he's chosen I have chosen him and he's not being obedient you have to stay away from him or you're going to feel the effects of what he's going to go through. I was like, I was a little scared y'all. Cause I'm like, dog, because I mean, if you think about it, if you put your, if you connect yourself to someone who is disobedient to the Lord, you start feeling, you start getting hit too. You, you're because for one, you're out of, you're out of compliance because you connected to somebody who's disobedient. They in sin. They're disobedient to the Lord. So no, and I was gracious because I said the Holy Spirit didn't even have to, the Lord didn't even have to tell me that. The Lord did not have to tell the Holy Spirit to tell me that because I could have just started feeling the effects of it, not knowing what's going on. But he, he cares about me so much. He's like, look, go on over there now and stay out the way while I work on him. And that was actually, now that I'm talking about it, that was actually confirmation to another dream that I had about him. So, wow. <laughs> that was confirmation to me for something else that, um, for a dream. So anyway, the Holy Spirit was telling me like step by step, not what was going to have to happen, but you have got to stay away from him so I could work on him. Like, okay. Now, this is what happened a week after that. A week after that, my mom had knee surgery. Two days after her knee surgery, I found out I had COVID. So he and his mom and brother, they're not vaccinated. I am vaccinated, but I still got COVID. I mean, I'm a teacher. Teachers get everything, okay? I think it's because we're in those buildings all day. Whatever, anyway. So I ended up getting COVID. So I didn't see him anytime any of that time period from the time I was at the track until I found out I had COVID, which I was glad of because, you know, it's more contagious before you find out that you're diagnosed basically. Um, and my mom was good and stuff like that. Nobody, nobody was affected by me. So I was praising God for that. So I was like, okay, the Holy spirit was telling me that. So I went go near him because you know, Lord already knew I had COVID. I was thinking that was the reason. No, that was not the reason. <laughs> that was not the reason. Oh, so after I got over COVID, COVID, as it was leaving, it started affecting my blood pressure. My blood, I had, I was already on blood pressure medicine. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I've been on blood pressure medicine since I've been a teacher. So if you're thinking about being a teacher, um, just think about, just think about it. Okay, think about it long and hard. But, uh, I mean, I've seen people who are in their early 20s getting on blood pressure medicine and they're in the education field. Okay, so this is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> anyway, so I was already on blood pressure medicine. My blood pressure was great. It was like 111, 115 over 77, 75. You know, like it was running great, pretty numbers. Y'all, COVID jacked my blood pressure up. It was like up and down hitting like 160 170 over 110 111 i'm sitting here like what is wrong y'all it was crazy well unbeknownst to me 
his mom got in a car accident and her blood pressure started shooting up going all over the place because i was still texting him you know da 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 da, da you know woot woot texting him we talked once in a while you know talking to his mom because me and his mom got close over the past year and um you know still keeping in contact but the lord told me to, to leave him alone so i was like <laughs> wait a minute her blood pressure messed up my blood pressure is messing up yeah i'm gonna go ahead and head out that was me like i'm gonna go ahead and head out um and it wasn't until maybe this month the beginning of this month where i was like okay lord like i'm i'm backing away and as soon as i did that like no trace no nothing it's almost like we didn't exist to each other and i i did say happy thanksgiving today um his mom called me you know and he responded happy thanksgiving but it's like for the past couple of days because like i said i've been off for this week so like this week it's like dog like how do we go from you pursuing me we're texting back and forth calling each other back and forth you know like talking on the phone for two and a half three and a half hours every time we talk on the phone um or if i text you and you can't talk you text me back time i'll call you back in a minute you call me back we catching up you know like how do we go from that to complete radio silence and my close people that know what's going on like my mom my sister and my close friends like the two of them <laughs> they're like well stephanie you know that was your assignment and you got to back out now because you had to show him jesus you had to show him and like i said he knows the lord but as far as his relationship with jesus it's not where it needs to be but i do know the holy spirit spoke to me about him in detail and was like he is chosen and it was like a firmness with that like he is chosen and i was like okay i know what that means <laughs> looking back through my bible <laughs> when people are chosen and they keep trying to run i mm, mm. <laughs> you know what i'm gonna stay out of this <laughs> you you got it you got it but and i spiritually spiritually i understand what's got to happen spiritually i understand what's got to happen i'm at peace with it spiritually but my humanness my human side i'm crying i'm sad because that was my friend i loved it him <laughs> i love him like that's my friend like i miss him but i feel like i'm being punished <laughs> like why am i being punished it's him you know and i like i said spiritually i encourage myself but my human my flesh don't want to hear that my flesh does not want to hear that my flesh wants to play lenny williams and some of the shy lights and the oj's and stuff them sad rv songs that's what my flesh want to do and i just want to stay in bed and cry and watch the the romantic movies and cry and be like why is my life not like a movie you know what i'm saying like i want to do all of that stuff but my spirit 
my spirit woman keep going nah we ain't got time for that like you need to be praying you need to be on your face praying for this man you need to be praying that the lord penetrates his heart turns that heart of stone into a heart of flesh you need to be getting down praying and reading the word and speaking the word over his life and y'all <laughs> when i tell you i have been getting attacked <laughs> every time i lift up my head to pray for this man and his family i am getting attacked i am getting hit hard i am getting knocked to the ground and i have to keep standing up i'm getting hit taking blows like it's like a fight out here in these spiritual streets and i said the enemy is not happy because I know if I'm getting hit like this, them prayers are going through. They are penetrating. They are doing some stuff. But it's like, oh my gosh, Lord, why didn't you just send him when he was ready? Why didn't you just send him when he was strong? Like, why have to go through it? You know, like, it's, it's so confusing. But I'm telling you all of this because I know there are some of you whom the Lord has spoken. And you kind of feel like you're crazy because you're like... Maybe I made that up. Don't worry. I was like that last year. December, the last week of December of 2022, every single day, I was overwhelmed with what the Lord was showing me and speaking to me about him. About 2023. Like, I was very overwhelmed. I could not believe some of the stuff that I was hearing or seeing. I had to write it down. I wrote everything down because I said, I want to remember this and document this. So when it does happen, I can look back and put the date that it happened, you know, because it's like, you know, let me go to the scripture in Luke chapter one, verse 45. That is the scripture that my business stands on that this podcast stands on that my first book solo book stands on blessed and blessed is she that believe for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the lord and blessed is she that believed for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the lord have to read it twice sometimes just so it can sink in blessed is not monetary i mean it can be but in that sense that it's being used in that 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 phrase and blessed is she that believed that's a title that was bestowed that's a title that's bestowed upon anybody man woman blessed is he that believed blessed is she that believed for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her by the lord told her from the lord there's going to be a performance of those things and I don't know what your situation is. Maybe the Holy Spirit told you that um, somebody is your husband, but it don't look like that. He ain't husbanding. The husband ain't husbanding or the wife ain't wifing. Like there is no way that person can be. The Bible says, and blessed is she that believe. Blessed is he that believe for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her or him from the Lord. There shall for there shall be a performance shall if you look it up it's expressing it's expressed in future tense it's a strong assertion or a t intention um expressing an instruction or command but that first definition we're gonna stick with that 
expressed in the future tense. That means it is going to happen. For there shall be a performance of those things which are told her from the Lord, told him from the Lord. Because in Ezekiel chapter 12, verses 25 and 28, it speaks about, let me get there real quick. And I might, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do the parallel Bible for this one. Um, Let me see. Ezekiel. Oh, went past it. I hate that. When you're looking through the Bible, you go past the, the book that you're looking for. And it's like, ah. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me set this over here to NLT. Okay. So, like I said, it was in verses 25 and 28. Verse 25 of the King James says, For I am the Lord. I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged. For in your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word and will perform it, saith the Lord. God, in the NLT version, it says, for I am the Lord. If I say it, it will happen. There will be no more de delays, you, rebe you rebels of Israel. I will fulfill my threat of destruction in your own lifetime. I, sovereign Lord, have spoken. And verse 28 of the King James says, Therefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, that shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. But the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord God. And in the New Living Translation it says, Therefore, tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. No more delay. I will now do everything I have threatened. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. The Lord was angry at this point in time. But that's because people was talking smack. They were talking noise. They were like, um, where is, it? oh, verse 21, it says, in the King James, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that you have in the land of Israel saying, The days are prolonged and every vision faileth? Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease, and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel, but say to them, The days are at hand in the effect, and the effect every vision. So he was like, basically, um, and then in verse 26, it says, again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say the vision that he seeth is for many days to come. And he prophesieth of the times that are far off. So that's why the Lord was like, okay, tell him I ain't playing and it's about to happen. It's about to go down. Like that's what he's saying. And y'all, even before I jumped on this podcast, I was like, Lord, I don't know how you gonna do this because this this is a hot mess it looked like you trying to make some brownies in the mix on the flow the eggs broken the milk done spilled like how you gonna make brownies from this you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got one drop of oil like what what in the world like what is happening but like i told y'all i have to constantly say his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. And I just felt like, get on a podcast. Because this is so therapeutic to me. 
everything I have been having, like I've had in my head that's just been going over and over like the spin cycle, just repeating, repeating, repeating. It's like I'm able to get it out and it feels so good. I feel so light now that I've gotten it out because this has been bothering me. I have been like in my head, like the enemy has been beating me up. Like you should have just went ahead and just blocked him when you first met him. Cause I really was about to block him. I was like, I ain't got time for this foolishness here. This is a whole setup, but I'm so glad I didn't because he was there when I really needed him to the most. Like he, he is such, he is such an encourager. Like I needed that. He's always positive. Even when he has his own stuff going on, he still manages the energy to celebrate me and to push me up. Um, that's what I love about him. It's not about physical feet. Don't get me wrong. He's fine, fine now. Like, thank you, Father. He's fine, fine. But it was more so his personality. His like, I've never met a man like that who celebrates every win with you, not just something superficial like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad for you. No, he jumps up and down. Like, he gets really excited. He's like, I love that. I've never met a man like that before. Um, He's like... He won't let you quit on yourself. You know what I'm saying? So everybody needs somebody like that in their corner. Even if it's just a friend, nothing romantic or whatever like that. Everybody needs somebody like that in their corner. Hopefully you can be like that to somebody, you know? Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, the Lord done showed me all this stuff. I'm, I'm 30, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm 37 years old. I ain't no mathematician, but um, that's three years shy of 40 and I'm getting ready to turn 38. Who pushing out kids this late in the game? Who getting married this late in the game? I know people do that, but is that really for me? You know what I'm saying? Like questioning stuff that I need to just be shutting up and praying about, taking it to the Lord in prayer. I want to just try and evaluate and analyze stuff and make myself, but the more I analyze, the more I get headaches and frustrated because nothing is working. Nothing looks like it's supposed to, which then I'm also reminded of Romans chapter four, verses 19 through 21, which I told y'all I was like, them, them verses right there had me in a chokehold this summer. Um, even now those verses have me in a chokehold because I mean, it's like Abraham, I, Abraham, and it's kind of like, we have no excuse to not trust God when Abraham had nothing to go by and he just did it. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body not now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He was literally, his body literally was not working anymore. He's a hundred, he's a hundred years old. And it says, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now being dead, now dead. He, it's like, golly, Abraham had nothing to go by. And he was just like, okay, we having a kid. All right. The Lord said, we having a kid. We having a kid. And it says, verse 20 he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So he praised God even when the situation ain't look like he was supposed to be. Look. And people like we don't realize how praise praise confuses the enemy. Praise when you praise God when stuff don't look like it's supposed to look like 
it releases something into the spiritual realm. I don't know what it is that it releases, but it releases some ammunition. I tell you that stuff gets torn up when you praise God, when your circumstances don't look right, when you just got diagnosed with cancer, but you can still lift your hands and say, hallelujah, glory to God. When you, when your child just got locked up in jail, but you can still lift your hands and say, praise God, hallelujah. Anyhow, when you have a negative balance in your bank account, and the, the bill collectors are knocking and telling you they about to start shutting stuff off, but you can still run around your house giving glory and honor to God and, to, and speaking those things that are not as though they are like when or were speaking those things as though they were when when you can lift up a praise, no matter what the circumstances look like, do you know how happy that makes the Lord that makes the Lord go? See, that's my child right there. That's my child right there. I'm about to start doing this stuff. Not that he wasn't already doing it, but it's like stuff just start picking up and it may take two or three years. It may take four or five years. It may take 10, 12 years, depending on what it is that you was praying about. But guess what? It's going to happen because he said it. The day shall not be prolonged. He's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. And blessed is she that believed. Blessed is he that believed for there shall, shall be for there shall be. It's going to happen in the future. It's going to happen for there shall be a performance of those things, which were told him, which were told her from the Lord. There's going to be a performance. A performance means what? Let's look it up real quick. Performance. There shall be a performance. Performance means an act. The action or process of carrying out or accomplishing an action, task, or function. The action or process of carrying out or accomplishing an action, task, or function. There shall be an accomplishing of what was told to you from the Lord. There shall be and accomplishing it's going to get done he makes good on his promises see i needed i needed to hear this this I'm, I'm telling you what the holy spirit told me holy spirit told me said you don't speak in tongues because you need to hear what you're saying because that builds your faith me talking on this podcast is building my faith this is what i needed this is what i needed to hear because i'm telling y'all i came in my my spare room and i was just like I was like the man that the Lord was healing his son. He said, I believe, but help my unbelief. That's where I was before I got on this pilot. Like, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because it's like, it's hard. It It is hard to, to walk by faith. Anybody that tells you it's easy, they're lying through their teeth. That is a whole liar. This man, how walk by faith and not by sight what you mean i got eyes they work so how am i not supposed to look at what i see and trust what you show like how when this is not what i see (laughs) i don't see this happening (laughs) it's a whole mess it's like stuff got thrown all over the place in my house and it's a mess but you show me my house is clean what that doesn't make any sense so to walk by faith and not by sight we are dismissing what we see physically and looking 
to the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto the author and finisher of our faith. That's what the Bible says. Hold on, because see, now I got to pull that up. Because I like how they said it. I like how it was said, Hebrews 12 and 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What joy that was set before him? At, mm, looking unto Jesus, in order to walk by faith, you have to look at Jesus. Because if you look anywhere else, you think about Peter when Peter was walking on the water. Peter was doing fine as long as he was looking at Jesus. Peter was doing fine, but when Peter started looking at his circumstances, that's when the doubt crept in. That's when the fear crept in. And guess what he did? He sank. So anytime you feel you feel fear and doubt creep in, you need to ask yourself: Am I looking at Jesus unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith? I, I can't be looking at him because where's this doubt? Where's this fear coming from? Because if I was looking at Jesus, if I was holding on to his word, if I was believing that he is the author and finisher of my faith, I would not be fearing. I shall not fear. You know, like I, I should, what, where's the doubt coming from? That's the lie. Fear is a liar. So I have to go to myself and go, I was not looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. I started looking at the storm. no. I need to see the cross. I need to look at Jesus. I need to see. Because look, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. The joy that was set before him, but he got a cross in front of his face. He getting nails drove, driven into his body. He's He got beat. Jesus got beat to the brink of death. I think they put 40 lashes on him, which is crazy because the 40th lash should have killed them. They only did 39 lashes with me, with regular people, but this was God in the flesh. They did 40 and he still lived after that and carried the cross as much as he could before they had the other dude carry the cross for him. Can't remember his name right now. And he got, they put then on top of that. They put the nails through his body. They were probably rusty nails too that they just pulled out of somebody else's body and they rusted. So if he didn't die from all of the torture and the pain that he was already going through, he would have probably died from tetanus. You know, like I'm just being realistic. They didn't probably they didn't use no real no new nails. They probably just ripped the nails out of the body they already had on the cross before, like a month or two before. Whatever. I don't know how often they they did crucifixions, but whatever. So. Get nails put. You know how much pain it. And then he was on the cross for a good minute. He wasn't just up. Y'all. The beating would have done. I'd have been done at the one. I'd have just. I'd have just played dead. I just would have played dead after that first. The first lash would have got me. But it says. Who for the joy that was set before him. He had his eyes fixed on where he was going. Not where he was. Oof. He had his eyes fixed on where he was going, not where he was. Abraham had his mind fixed on, 
I'm going to have a son. I'm going to have a child. The Lord promised me a child. That my lineage is going to carry on to the point where all the stars in the sky can't even be numbered. That's how many descendants I'm going to have. The Lord already showed me all of this. You know how far ahead of time before Sarah had her, had Isaac that the Lord showed Abraham? It was a couple of chapters. Don't ask me specific numbers, but it was a couple of chapters. Okay? A couple of chapters. I'm telling... It was some other stuff going on too, but it was been it was a couple of chapters there. You know, I'm thinking, you know, you first read, okay, he gonna have a child the next chapter. No, he ain't having that. He ain't having that. He ain't having that. Like you know, it, it was a minute before Abraham and Sarah popped out Isaac. I I'm just saying, like that shows me right there. Okay, if they had to wait, I'm gonna have to wait. I just, I really hope in the next couple of months, I can give you an update to this story. I really hope it, and I hope it's a good update. I hope it, I could tell you sometime next year I'm engaged. I really hope I can. But if I don't, praise God anyhow. That's hard to say when that's the only thing I ever wanted was to get married and have kids. But hey. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. He has an expected end for me. And I just have to take that and keep it moving. I can't sit here and dwell on my present circumstances. Not when Abraham didn't even consider his own body being dead. Nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham didn't even consider. He never thought like he didn't dwell on it. Okay, that's what it is. All right, well, anyway... I'm supposed to be having a son. So I'm going to keep it moving. All I know is what the Lord promised me back in 2012 about my husband. What he has shown me about my children. Because I've already seen my children. I know what they look like. They got big old heads like their mama. But anyway, um, I already, I've already seen. I've already gotten information from the Holy Spirit. What is going. But right now, it looked like a hot mess. But I can't consider this because this is with my physical eye. I'm so glad I wrote my stuff down. I'm telling you, the Lord speak to your heart or when the Lord speak to your heart, you better write that stuff down so you can hold it. <laughs> right, put the date on it, put the time on it. Because <laughs> I'm about to be like Hannah in a minute. Because Hannah said, remember me. <laughs> he remembered Hannah. Okay. I need for the Lord to remember what he told me last year, the last week of December. I, I'm a need, I need for the Lord to remember me. I need for the Lord to perform those things that he's promised to me. But he needs me to be obedient. He needs me to trust him. He needs to, me to believe what he said is going to happen is going to happen. That's what he needs from me. And I'm going to do what he told me to do. He just said, wait. And I do not like, that's like a cuss word to me. That's, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, well, I've been waiting my whole life. <laughs> what? But we don't like to wait. Y'all, it's the waiting that shows us who we really are. Especially when you get to the end of the wait. That's when you start getting real restless. Because see, at the beginning, you strong. And in the middle, you still got a little bit of strength to encourage yourself. But when you get towards the end of that wait, Oh, it's ghetto here. <laughs> it's ghetto here. 
it really is ghetto and it's like because you know you can feel it coming you know at any moment it's going to shift it's going to shift in your favor you know any moment it's getting ready to happen you can feel it inside but it's like you start getting antsy y'all i was on a date nap why am i on a date nap and the lord told me to wait he already done told me stuff so why i'm on a date wasting time just swiping looking at pictures oh he got bad teeth let me swipe i'm not even interested in talking to anybody i just like looking at the pictures but it's like why are you doing that why are you reaching out to people that you used to talk to talking about hey big head why are you doing that don't do that just wait <laughs> because when you get restless that's when you get reckless mm, that's a good one right there that popped in my head Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you get restless, you get reckless. Don't get restless in your weight. Don't get restless in your weight. That's when you have to push into the Lord more. That's when you have to push in and seek his face more. Because you gotta have you gotta have his word and hold on to his word. Because the enemy comes in during that restlessness and he start trying to lead your heart away. He start leading try because I'm serious. I caught myself today, like, what are you doing? No, 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 no. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you think you're doing? No, ma'am. Go back to your corner. Go back to your corner and pray. I, that's when I was like, let me get on this podcast and talk. Because this, because <laughs> I'm about to do something stupid. You, you'll mess up. When you get restless, you get reckless. I have seen it too many times in my life. Don't get reckless. Don't, don't let the enemy in. Don't let the enemy in during this time. This is when you have got to fight your hardest. The darkest, it's always darkest before the, the light, before the dawn. It's always darkest before the dawn. You have to believe and trust in the Lord, even in the darkest moments. Because he says, weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. We just don't know how long the night season is going to last. But one inevitable truth is morning has to come. Morning has to come. There has to be some light. There has to be light for the darkness. That's just, I mean, look at how this, look at the seasons. Look at how our days run. After the night, what happens? The morning comes, the sun rises like clockwork. <laughs> it happens every single day. So that happens in the physical. What do you think happens in the spiritual? Your time is coming. And I'm speaking this to myself too. Your time is coming and it is on the horizon, but you have got to hold on. You have got to grit your teeth and dig harder. You have got to go deeper in the Lord. You have got to press. You have, don't you dare give up. You, if you look at how far the Lord has brought you. Y'all, I'm going into my third year of financial difficulty. What if I gave up now and just decided to go willy nilly? All of this would have been for nothing. So it's like, I have no choice but to press forward and go and keep going in the Lord, in the strength of the Lord. This is going on three years. Are you like, it's like, what you doing? I can see, you know, like somebody messing up in, in six months or whatever, just getting started on this thing. I started, I mean, I would hate for that to happen. I'm not saying that, but compared to going on three years this struggle this battle 
it's kind of like, no, nah, I got to see this to the end. I got to see what the Lord going to do now. I, I, Cause I know he going to do something big. This been going on for three years. Oh, he going to do something big, but you got to press through. You got to talk to yourself like that, but you can't talk to yourself like that. If you're not in your word, you can't talk to yourself like that. If you're not studying and praying and trusting and believing. And I know it's easier said than done, but trust me, I am in this with you too, because this is a struggle for me. I mean, literally everything that I couldn't even imagine for myself in one person. There's no way, there's no way that's over with because it don't even feel like it's finished, but it feel like it's on a pause. It feel like the Lord said, okay, let me hit pause because both y'all stuff, I ain't perfect. I need work too. I know I need work and patience and waiting. So while he's doing what he's doing in his life, guess what he working on me with? The patience and the waiting because guess what? Should... This dude do what the Lord should he finally surrender to God's will and do what the Lord has called him to do. And the Lord allows us to actually enter holy matrimony. Y'all, if this was, if I'm getting hit now, the two of us together, the, the enemy is not going to be hit. The enemy, and to be honest, I think that's what a lot of this stuff is, is because the enemy is trying to keep it from happening. But he's a liar and he can't stop nothing. Because if the Lord ordained that, then it's going to happen. But we also have free will. So there's that too. That's also a factor. So guess what my job is? to be praying not to pray that he is my husband but to pray that he surrenders to the lord because that's the most important thing because see i can go get any kind of man as a husband but is he surrendered to the will of god for his life see if you get linked with somebody who has not surrendered their life to the lord you you asking for trouble it's already hard enough when both of y'all surrender to the lord but when somebody is not in the will of God, hadn't surrendered to the, uh, oh no, Mm-mm. you asking for trouble. So what harm is it going to do for me to wait a little bit longer to make sure the Lord makes sure he's right? It's not going to harm. It's actually going to make me better because that's going to make me pray harder. That's going to make me trust God more. That's going to make me believe more. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this ain't for the faint of heart. If you trust and believe in God for marriage, you better, let me tell you something, you better strap up because <laughs> the enemy is coming for your neck. You better be ready because this is not for the faint of heart. Ever since I met him, I have been under attack. I have been getting hit. I have been going to war all the time. It's always been something ever since I met him. It's like, why am I getting attacked? Oh, I mean, I have been under heavy artillery attack in the spirit and i'm like i have never experienced this kind of stuff before in my life and this we ain't even like we had we not even a relationship we just friends so you mean to tell me i'm going through all of this for just a friendship y'all it ain't no game out here there it's not a game and like i said i hope this time next year, I can tell y'all we engaged. I hope I can tell you that. I really do. I hope that he follows God. But that's not my business. That's the Lord's business. My job is to pray. And like I said before, not that he's my husband. 
but prayed that he submits to the will of God for his life. That's that's the prayer. And, you know, Lord, whatever you got to do, break them gracefully, whatever, because you had to break me gracefully. And I know what I had to go through. So, mm, you know, like, that's how we got to pray for people. Like, we got to pray that they submit to the will of God for their life. For, for for his you know his plan for their lives that's a that's what we have to do so anyway believe even in the darkness even when you can't see your hand in front of your face when it's that dark you still gotta believe you still gotta trust because Jesus is the light he'll light the way for you all right I hope y'all enjoy the rest of your week I hope y'all have a great week. I'll be heading back to work on Monday. Pray for the teachers everywhere. (laughs) Pray our strength (laughs) everywhere. But I hope y'all have a really great week. And I will talk to y'all later. Bye.